It may have to happen today. I So I have this like gated parking lot where I live, right? And I like that. Because again, I live downtown. And I always tell people, it's like, yeah, I... I I kind of like that I'm in an apartment downtown because you can't just kick my door open, right? You know what I mean? I got a gate for my parking lot. There's a couple of security doors in between my building and you know, my building and, and my actual apartment. I like that, right? I feel a little safer in that zone. But there's a business that's inside my gated parking lot of where I live. I have no idea what it is. They do like three people work there. It seems a little shady. I don't know what it is. Okay. 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 There's a sign in front of my apartment buildings, a, a building that apparently they do something with the internet and security. And which again makes me nervous because I feel like everybody in there has got cameras in my apartment. They're watching me do all the weird stuff I do. I'm serious. Like I'm worried about whatever the hell is going on over there. Okay. Other than, other than like just being small, is there anything that's like made you suspicious? Is there like, I think the one guy that works there is sweaty. <laughs> you know how I feel about that. If you're sweaty, you're guilty. No, it's my own neurosis. Okay. All right. That, that, I, I didn't know if there was like, well, are they dealing drugs over there or is this no. a cover for something? No, this is just you saying, oh man, boy, they're doing something on the internet. It's got to be bad. Can't have. Okay. Can't All right. Have. Okay. Well, it's like a, it's like a, like a, it's, it's like an information, they're like technology people that like do security stuff, okay. so they know how to hack into my IP. Okay. Is that what okay. it's called? That's what it is. Is the it IP my IP hacking. address? Okay. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but on the side of this building, and I actually, there's a video up at facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. Also my Instagram, dan.stansbury is where you find my Instagram. I've got like three of those. That's the one I use, right? I put the video up last night because I couldn't take it anymore. There's an alarm on the side of this building. And it's been going off since 8 o'clock last night, and it was still going off this morning when I woke up very late at 10 after 5. I normally get up at 4. That's the noise. That was taken off my phone. That's been going on outside my apartment since 8 o'clock last night. And I even said on Facebook last night, I said, when I'm a rage-filled maniac tomorrow, this is the reason why. I have no excuse for all the other days leading up to this one. <laughs> all the other days, I'm out. I don't know. But this is what's making me crazy. Right? This is still going on. Now, this alarm has gone off. Mul- I've lived in this apartment almost four or five years, something like that. It's gone off like a hundred times since I've lived there. Normally, they dispatch one of like the maintenance guys out right. there. And in like 20 minutes, they shut the thing off. The one Saturday morning, it was like three hours. But this has been since eight o'clock last night. So... If you broke into that building last night, guess what? You got away with it. You got away with it because nobody cares the alarm's going off. Yeah, you're like 40% of murderers, dude. You just got away with it. You're good. You're fine. Let me ask you, what would be the point? Of having an alarm on the building if we're not going to respond to said alarm. What's the, is this like a car alarm? Like, well, what are you doing? That's what I was going to say. And, and they, they often talk about car alarms where it's like, it's probably no worse to have one, but oftentimes it's no better because people have become so accustomed to car alarms going off and parking you lots. Go to the window. You don't even, you, you don't even, go. you don't know what yours sounds like versus your neighbors. So you're just sitting there like, what the hell? Why doesn't this idiot go out there and turn the goddamn car alarm off? It's been yours the whole time. Fair point. I would never go to the window to look whose car was going off in a car just, alarm. Would just, never do just it. cussing them out, yelling at them, what idiots. And like, so I, I, I'm going to assume there's got to be something wrong going on there where if this is triggered and it didn't alert somebody, I, I don't know. I, I have zero clue about these three guys. I guess you know more than me. The one's sweaty, so we need all we know. We know, we know all we need to know. He did it. Um, but I'm going to assume there's got to be some sort of like this triggered and it didn't alert them. There's got to be some sort of hiccup in the matrix there. Okay, so here's what I need. I need the audience 
Although I enlisting those guys for this mission might not be the greatest. I'm terrible. And Fantone. Throughout the day to be like, we're not the alarm. We aren't the alarm. We're yelling at us. <laughs> we are not the alarm. We're not the alarm. Quit yelling at us. Like, dude, my girl was over last night, right. and she was like, I think I'm just going to stay. And I was like, well, that'd be great. Right. And then in the middle of the night, she's like, Dan, I can't sit here and do this. I have to get out of here. So she, like, packed up her things and left in the middle of the night. Sad. She's like, I can't take Sad. it. Sad. Yeah, I got what I wanted. Well, still, nonetheless, <laughs> you know dude, you're mean? lying there. She's saying, Stansberry, I'm leaving. I'm sure it was flashbacks of past previous times. Um, so uh, I, I, I guess like, I mean, I, I, luckily today's Wednesday and hopefully these dudes are coming back to work. So fingers crossed eight o'clock this morning at the latest, right? This is taken care of. I, I, I don't know. I'm always at work when they open. So my guess, yes, I'm, I, I'm guessing closer to 9am than not. I mean, do you know, like, I mean, how many other people live around you? Like, uh, so this is why I live where I live. Okay. In my building, there are. Multiple apartments, and yet there are three residents who live in my building. The woman who owns it lives up on the third floor. Nice. She leaves the second floor kind of open-ish. That way, when her friends or family visit, they have places to stay. And then there are two apartments on the first floor. It's me and like a 65-year-old lady who lives across the hall from me. Like, I'm the hellion. I'm the one supposed to be making noise like this. I'm the one that's supposed to be causing all these problems. You know what, dude? Let's shut that off for the audience. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? There was. There's part of me that was like, no, you drive it into their brains. You just make them miserable with it. Somebody kept you up all night and all shall suffer. I mean, bro, your boy is at his wit's end. I got a client meeting today at 11 o'clock. I got to leave here early to get to that. It's all the way in Canal Fulton. And I'm just worried. I'm just going to walk in and be like, hey, thanks for thinking about endorsing it with Rock 106.9. Now let me pop your <laughs> you um, you texted me that you were late, and I just kind of figured, well, new girlfriend, like you're probably yeah. up late, and yeah. really, I mean, like, okay, um, but then, happen, sure. but then you come in, and dude, you are just like pissed, and I'm like, what, why, dude, why, what do you, what's the matter? And if this is what was the matter, then I understand what you were so pissed about all night long, and it's not like right outside, it's in. I mean, it's it's weird because if you haven't seen my apartment, you don't know, but you do. Like you, I have a I have a door that walks out of my uh, bedroom into like the back courtyard of my building, and then that's gated, and then you open that, and then there's my parking lot, and then that thing's pretty much above where my car is parked. So like twenty feet from my bedroom window, that's going on since eight o'clock. Last, she was like, "Dan, what?" is happening. She's like, are we under attack? <laughs> she thought for sure. She was like, will you just go out there and look? I mean, maybe. I was like, honey, if we're under attack and I go out there and look, I'm going to die. Like, what do you think I'm going to go out there? Like, I have no skills. And like, I, I guess to me, it's like, if you lived in a more residential area, somebody would have went and done something about this. Sure. But the fact that you live, it's you and two older, or an old dude and, 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 and the owner yeah. of the building, it was probably just like, yeah, whatever. The old dude's probably deaf anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you dealing with this on your own, what are you supposed to do? Move, I, I think, is, 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 is what I'm supposed to do. I think I'm supposed to get out of there. I, oh my God, I'm so like, I, dude, it's like blinding. I'm so mad. Like, I'm so angry. So I just, I wanted to, I wanted to tell everybody, because sometimes Fantel will just be on the other side of the board just looking at me like, bro, what? why are you melting what? my face off right now? What did I do? So you didn't do anything, buddy. Okay. You just worked with a maniac who has somebody kept him up with that GD alarm all night. All right, Keith, I know you're on your way to the fast food place to get the sweet tea you swear has no sugar in it. Will you please pay me enough money to where I can rent a house in this godforsaken town? I need to move, man. Oh, all right, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm done. 
for this particular break. <laughs> I'll rage about it again a little later in the program, I'm sure. Every single hour, your shot. $1,000. First one, right now. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Passing on another thousand dollars coming up seven o'clock. Also, talk to you, uh, a little Bill Cosby at seven. Obviously, that the big story of the day yesterday. Uh, Open the show the, uh, this way this morning, talking to you about there was an alarm going off at the building next to my apartment building inside my same parking lot last night. There it is, and I gave the rundown of where I live and like who lives with it, like not with me, but like in the apartment building with me. And the lady from across the hall, nice lady. I'm not going to give out her name. Nice lady. She's very nice to me. Okay. Tweeted at me. <laughs> okay. Which is weird because it's like, did you just happen to be listening because the alarm's <laughs> going off? Are you like a daily listener? Because she does not necessarily, and I'm never shocked when people are like, hey, I listen every day because I've been doing this so long. You know, your people's guilty pleasure sometimes it just kind of happens. But like, you would never suspect this. But she was like, hey, the fire department guys are now going through the building. And she then mentions, the same fire department that listened to it all night long because we live right in there. front of it. <laughs> They're right there. A guy said to me, uh, you know, during the commercial break, why don't you call the cops? Twofold there. A, I'm not the kind of person who calls the cops over noise complaints. I'm just not that guy. I'm loud. I do weird things. Things are going to happen. I don't necessarily want to tempt fate and have people calling the cops on me. God knows. Right? Can't have that. And so I'm just not one of those. I'm not, and I'm going to use this term. People are going to freak out. I'm not bitch made like that, dude. Like if my neighbor's, you know, mowing his lawn at 10 o'clock at night, I'm not going to cry baby it. I'm just not that guy. Now I'll come in here and cry baby it to you. I guess I should maybe call the cop. But I live in between, literally in between the police department and the fire department. So if they didn't hear it, <laughs> I don't think calling 911 was going to get it done. Um, I guess the cops probably didn't care. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, my guess is it's an alarm set to them, right? Like, oh, I would say an alarm sent to somebody else. I oh, like a security yeah, team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I highly doubt that that's going directly. Well, don't hire whoever that is. That's not going directly to like a, an officer's desk or anything. Oh, sometimes so, they can trigger. Well, obviously this one doesn't. Though. So, so I, I would assume it was probably just like. They didn't know about it, nor nor is it. They're not trying to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's probably just not. They're like, I don't. Whatever. This is this right, isn't my, my problem. problem. Exactly right. Yeah. So that's what's been going on. Um, that's I, a pretty terrible alarm, too. Yeah, it's not real good. No, it's pretty terrible. No, it, that's that's about as canton as you can get with an alarm, right there. That's exactly how that goes. So I saw this yesterday, and the internet rage. And watch now as I'm the person who's going to complain about Here people being rage-filled, right? Okay. But I, and I know I say this a lot, and so some of you are probably going to roll your eyes at me a little bit here. But just because you can complain doesn't mean you should. And that's what the internet does. The internet kind of like, and I know I'm one of these. I'm, just so you know, I'm yelling at me right now as much as I'm yelling at anybody else. Just so you know. But there's something about that phone in your pocket, man. It almost shakes in there, right? You're mad. You don't like that. Tell everybody you don't like it. They need to know. Maybe it'll get liked. Maybe it'll get retweeted for being a rage-filled little monster. Maybe that'll happen. And you just start saying stuff. And this is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Now, full disclosure, they are a client of mine. Okay? And I love this product. And I think most people probably do. And it's Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. Big client of mine. Okay. Right? And the news got broke yesterday, and it's one of the reasons I paid attention to it, because I have to read commercials for them. Hey, we're changing the name of this establishment. So I was like checking in with sales, like, hey, when does this start? When does this kick in? Right? And people lost their 
minds. They lost their minds. Millennials, you're ruining breakfast. I actually saw it. Ruining the meal. The whole thing. Ruining the meal, okay? Ruining breakfast. Okay. Dude, first of all, you're a 40-year-old man. Pump the brakes on millennials ruining breakfast. First of all, millennials do ruin a lot, but they're saving, saving, saving a serious thing in this country. Actually, we'll talk about that a little, little later in the program. But nobody's ruining breakfast. They'll still serve it to you. You'll still go. And I actually took the time to go on Facebook with this guy. and Because I was like, you know what? Be the calming voice. I don't know why, but I was like, be the calming voice. So I told him, I said, like, do you know where Dunkin' Donuts is from? He didn't know. Okay, well, it's from New England. It's about, do you go to Boston? You cannot go 10 feet without a Dunkin' Donuts in Boston. You can't go. It's just where it's from. They love it. It's the thing. But they, however, New Englanders call it Dunks. That's what it's called. Like, I went to Boston once, years ago, and I said, oh, there's a Dunkin' Donuts. Let's stop there. Five people in the car whipped their head around at me and looked at me like I had six heads on my shoulders. And I was like, what? That's what it's called. And they said, no, it's not. It's Dunks. That's what we call it. It's, this is where it was born. This is where it was raised. We're the ones that sent it out to the world. It's Dunk. That's what they call it. So we're not even referring to it the way the locals do. So what are you upset with the way people are calling it for? I don't understand this. Now, dude, I love getting pissed. It's my default emotion. It's my favorite thing to do is get pissed. But guys, at some level, you just got to realize you're just screaming in the air for nothing. I think there's a lot of a lot of layers to this here. And there at, its, is? at its core, you're right. Yes. I mean, well, what, give me the layers. What, 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 are, what are you upset about here? Um, first and foremost, I mean, obviously a business at any point in their existence has the right to do what they want with their business. Well, also a responsibility to themselves and their corporate shareholders to make sure you always evolve the right way to make sure you're always the business you need to be. Right. And I would say that, you know, Dunkin Donuts is a pretty well-respected brand that's, you know, been around for a very long time in America and obviously obviously has grown a lot recently. And I yes. mean I think one of the things that I think one of the things that have kind of like changed that game for Dunkin' Donuts, and when I read this article, it kind of proved that, is that Dunkin' Donuts isn't just donuts. No. They've got breakfast sandwiches. They've got awesome coffee drinks. And sixty percent of their sales from what I read in that article is that is right. beverages, dude. So like to make that line there of like Well, what do they have me promote? Right, all the time. It's always always specialty coffee stuff. All the time. Now, dude, I love Dunkin' Donuts donuts, dude. I genuinely think like if there's if there's a default donut that I'm going to, those are them. Oh, dude, the cruller, the one that looks like 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 the monster truck tire, your boy loves those. So so and I mean like, you know, even if they wanted to be like, you know what, we're out of the donut game. It's their choice to do so and their prerogative to do I so. I would think that was not the right decision, but yes, you're I'm right. I'm glad they're not. Right. I'm glad it'll still be available to you. But like you said, there's an evolution that has to take place as a business. Evolve or die. And when you are... Uh, when you've now become a beverage shop, because if sixty percent of your sales are something, you are now that thing. Like, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. now, no. like, like that's you, what you are. At the very least, you have to embrace that as a huge part of your identity. I understand why that calls for a new logo or a new name or a new something. You want to rebirth there. You want to have some sort of like, it's not just donuts, baby. Come on, get yourself some. Exactly right. That's the big one. They're looking for a wide umbrella and then they're going to get it. Also, I really think it's, I, I, I think all those things are true, but it, I think it could have been as simple as this at the corporate boardroom in Boston. I think it's still in Boston. Just sitting around going, dude, most people outside of New England just say Duncan. Right? So, like, let's just do it. Now, 
I don't know because I mean, aren't you going to have to change every sign on every sure. place? So, sure, so yeah. I, there's going to be a cost that comes with this. So there must be a reason they feel like there's a reason for us to spend this money to do this facelift. It's an event. It's an investment in your future, just like you've seen every fast food establishment. And I mean, you can point at ten in Canton recently that have. Torn down their building and built up a new McDonald's one. McDonald's in Canton South did. Uh, Taco Bell in Canton South is doing it right now. Wendy's, Arby's, all these places. Right have, downtown did that, yeah. Have, have made these Facelift. investments in their future. In their, like, okay, this is what we're going to be beyond just today. And, like... They're it, all kind of following that Chipotle model where it's, like, make the building look kind of cool. The, the, the thing that I guess I kind of, like, will, will tip my hat to Duncan on here is that... This is kind of the anti-International House of Pancakes, International House of Burgers. Like, you're not not like, everyone felt fleeced there. And maybe that's a part of the reason why people feel like name change. Like, oh, son of a bitch. I'm I'm so angry about this. But like, like IHOP F that up. They did. There's no question in my mind. You said it best that day, which is. Dude, it should have just been the International House of Brunch. Right. Like, that's make it IHOP, like, because that's what they did. They tried to put the B instead of the the P. They tried to put the B in there for burgers. That was going to be their thing. I don't know if that worked for them or not. I don't know. I tend to agree with Fantone that you should have just moved it into brunch because burgers kind of fit that mold, fit that model. I would have done that, too. Bigger net. Yeah. Yeah. Much bigger net. Wider net there. And you're right. Because people did get upset about that. So like, mad. I don't know why, but they did. <laughs> you know so what I mean? angry, damn it. They, they did. But I think, honestly, all right, like we have a Duncan right up here on, right on, on Pittsburgh, right, right up here, right around the corner from the radio station. So I'll routinely go after the, you know, the show's done and like, you know, get coffee, maybe me, two salespeople, whatever. And I'll say, well, where are we going? We're we going to Duncan, right? It's just right there. I never go all the way through with the entire name of the establishment. So I think maybe that's just what they're doing going, you know what? This is the way people refer to us. And so we're just going to come in and enter into that space and allow people. I mean, this is what people call us. I think that's what it is. But when I saw grown men crying about millennials ruining breakfast, bro, you're ruining you're ruining the internet. You're <laughs> ruining about the millennial that ruining your your donut. You're ruining the internet. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show, Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Surprise. NFL ratings trending upward again. Surprise. As the game comes back, I told everybody, you're all going to tell me how you're going to boycott until the season starts. And then once the season starts, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, football. And the ratings are through the roof right now. Although, should tell you, Sunday afternoon, Tiger, 7.8 million average viewers. Just killing it. For a golf broadcast. But NFL ratings trending upward. As I told you that they would. I know most people don't have it in them to actually see it through this stuff that they think they're so morally convicted in. No, you don't. You're a fat, lazy American like me, like Fantone, like everybody else, and you'll talk a big game, but then when and because Sunday at one, where are you gonna be? In the in the recliner, remote in hand, watching dudes almost get to tackle people. I think the concept of a boycott is really dumb. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, especially if you're not going to follow through with it, like, that's kind of the thing is, I think... I don't even watch games, but I'll retweet this or I'll tweet right. at you. What was the score? And find me this. And then just watch the game. You're still consuming the product. I, I had somebody make the argument to me, and this is a person I knew that had, you know, I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I'm done with it. And then they watched the Super Bowl. And I was like, well... Aww. And they're like, well, it's like an event, though. And, like, I wanted to watch the concert at halftime and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I'm like, yeah... 
It's a, you can't you can't only do something when it's convenient when it's like boy that game sucks so I'm not gonna watch it yeah of course not like uh, we'll move it into Fantone's arena I don't watch Monday Night Raw and I don't watch SummerSlam you know what I mean like I don't watch it's not you know what I mean it's not like I'm like well Raw could kind of suck but then like when they do that I don't do that if you don't watch them you don't watch it so I, like I think there I, I I think that the the kneeling issue has certainly been a negative impact on the NFL, but I think the thing that it really has to be concerned about as we talk about how the NFL is is rising in ratings, and it wasn't a huge, it wasn't like, oh, yo, they're no. back to record highs, but it was a significant move forward. Showing Any, you what's going to happen. Anybody would take that within their own business. Um, but I, I, I think what's, what's, what's really the thing that's going to be a negative deterrent to the NFL this year, dude, they have to get what's going on with hitting figured out. Like, so it, they have to. Yeah, here's what's tricky. Is that you now have quarterbacks going, oh, we went too far with this rule, right? So if the quarterback, the guy you're trying to protect, is saying, I mean, Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers both were like, I don't know if we're doing the right thing here, right? Now, if you're the NFL, though, you got to walk a fine line. It is a quarterback league. Yes. You know how I know that? When Thursday night, when the Browns were playing and Tyrod Taylor was at quarterback, that game looked like it was being played in my backyard. You throw Baker Mayfield in there, and all of a sudden, a little magic kind of happens, and then it looked like an NFL game. It's the most important position in sport. And let's clear this up. I got to give Colin Coward credit here. I know a lot of people, especially a lot of younger guys, like want to bash Colin, even though he's mostly right. Mostly right. He will always say this. You don't love defense. You like your team's defense, but you don't want your opponent having any defense. Nobody wants NFL games ending 9-6. You just don't. Nobody wants a defensive battle if you're just watching a game. If I don't care about the teams involved, dude, if it's the Titans versus the Jags and it's just a 4 o'clock, like, whatever game. Defensive battles on Monday Night Football would be terrible. I I want touchdowns. I do. Exactly right. Much like if you're just a casual baseball fan, you don't want a pitcher's duel. Now, I understand why like baseball purists do, but the average fan doesn't. And let's be honest. Let's take most NFL teams. I'll give you a team a lot of people think are really good. The Green Bay Packers. They're not. That's not a good football team. As a matter of fact, that's an average at best football team. And this helps prove my point. Because Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen at that position. Ever. Ever. And he makes them look good. But break his collarbone like last year, and they look like the Cleveland Browns. It's just kind of what happens. So if you're the league, you're like, well, we got to keep these dudes upright. Otherwise, nobody's going to watch the games. Like, if, if Tom Brady gets knocked out, Patriot ratings are going to plummet. Pittsburgh ratings are going to plummet without Big Ben. It's the, it's the quarterback. I mean, I, I think you can look at the at the 49ers this year and kind of what was, okay, maybe this team is turning something around with Jimmy Garoppolo, and look, there's something happening, and as soon as he's out, it's like, dude, that team ain't doing nothing, and you know it. You know they're dead deed in the water, and it's just like, you, you have to find the happy medium there, though, because as important as the quarterback is, big hits are important, too, and I kind of wonder, like, as football fans, do you want to see the touchdown, or do you want to see the big hit? I think if you ask fans, they'd say, we want both. But really what you want is the scoring. Now, people are complaining about the hitting and down the field and this and that. You realize why the hitting's not allowed anymore, right? Just so you know, the well, the NFL's getting soft. No. 
your bitch ass is getting soft. And that's why they're changing the game. Again, you have Twitter in your pocket, bro. And the, well, should you? Well, should they let? Is this okay? That's what led to less hitting in the NFL, bro. You think Roger Goodell was up there and be like, dude, let's make the thing that looks awesome on TV happen less? That's what you think happened? No. But ESPN started writing about CTE, and Twitter blogs started saying, well, the NFL doesn't care about its players, and everybody, they don't even care. They just throw them out there, use them, and then they throw them away and don't even give them insurance after they paid them $20 million a year. You're the one that did it. You did it by retweeting blogs from Mike Florio talking about how the NFL's racist and doesn't like its players. If you would just shut up on Sunday afternoon and watch it, you would have big hits everywhere. But you gotta cry like the little girls you are, and so now the, the game you love is being changed, and you're yelling at Roger Goodell for changing it for what you did. Also, I don't care which team you root for. Your quarterback's probably your favorite player. Take Matt Ryan off the Atlanta Falcons. What did they look like? Here's a really good one. Take Matt Stafford away from the Detroit Lions. What did they look like? They look like us. That's what they look like. It is a quarterback-driven league. So I understand, and I'm going to use what Clay Matthews said here. I understand the spirit of the rule because the spirit of the rule is we don't want Aaron Rodgers with a broken collarbone. And I get that, because that's really, really smart. That's what you do. You protect your biggest assets. But I will admit that they've gone a little overboard with, like, because that play with Clay Matthews, all he did was tackle that guy. Like, come on. I, I, I mean, if you, if you don't want big, strong men playing football, then I, I guess change some other stuff around. But just understand that the league didn't come together just to do it. They were dragged to this place by whiny crybabies, most of which I'm guessing don't watch the game. Now, should we be protecting players and not sending them out there with concussions? Absolutely we should. So the hitting was always going to be reevaluated. And of course the quarterback, the, dude, so let me get this straight. You want to campaign for your quarterback to get paid $25 million a year so he doesn't get traded or he doesn't want to leave. But at the same time, then you want to throw him out there and then just let people play the way he's going to play where he's not, never going to be able to walk for the rest of the season. Think it through. You did this. This is what I'm always saying. Quit crying about things you don't like online because sooner or later somebody's going to change them and you're going to realize what's the old adage. What would my dad say? Daniel, be careful what you wish for because you might just get it. Well, you got it. You got softer football by crying online. Bill Cosby got sentenced. Nowhere near harsh enough. This country needs an awakening. I'm the guy to figure it out. Next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out $1,000 here momentarily, and then we'll do it again for you at 8 and 9. Teresa will then take over 10 a.m. She'll have multiple opportunities. We continue to do it up until 9 o'clock this evening. Every single weekday. Good stuff. It's a lot of money, dude. You smart. start you start adding up all that cash, a lot of money. Yeah, it's smart. It's pretty smart. So the big story of the day, Bill Cosby. Right? Obviously. It's like America's dad. And I grew up on Cosby. Loved him. As a matter of fact, my dad loved Bill Cosby's stand-up. Um, and one of the reasons why is Bill Cosby was one of the first comedians to talk about how mom gets all the credit. It's always, thanks, mom. And like dad's just over in the corner. My dad always thought that was really, really funny. And so we would all get on the couch together and watch, you know, the Cosby's on Thursday night because we were middle Americans and that's what you did, right? And no denying that Bill Cosby 
push this country forward in the sense of, I mean, I know good times was a thing, but I think African-Americans will tell you that good times kind of, even though funny, may have driven home negative stereotypes where Cosby was like, oh, you can be a doctor and you can be a lawyer and your kids go to college and the dad's still there. And like, there's a lot of that. Like Cosby gave a very positive image and showed America, look, there are middle-class African-American families. There were people in America that weren't aware of that. Yeah, I mean, upper-class African-American families. We're talking talking a doctor and a lawyer here. Way more so than you and I parents. Right. I mean, not not just like, hey, black people are like us. It's like... They, they they can be be a, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And that <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure at the time was a radical notion was kind of like a and not only that, but the fact that it was so successful, like not just that, like, hey, somebody gave this a shot and somebody tried to prove, you know, to, to, to further this cause. So but, like, successful. You had two offshoot shows. You had the, co- the, the, you know, Denise goes to college show. And then the, uh, Bill and, uh, and what's her name ended up doing like another version of the Cosby show years later that ended up being a little weird. But again, that's how much success they had with that. Fantone's right. I don't know what people were paying to advertise on the Cosby show back in the, the mid-80s, but I know it was probably the premium show you were advertising with. And it, we have heard rumors for a long, long time Bill Cosby had been a sexual predator. Well, he got sentenced yesterday. Three to ten years is, is, is the sentence for sexual assault. And I saw a lot of this. And I, you're seeing a lot of this with Brett Kavanaugh too. Well, why does it take the woman thirty years to you know to come forward? And that's not right. And it's obviously you can discredit her. I disagree. Having been the victim of of a sexual predator, happened to me when I was a kid. Now I told my therapist as a kid because my parents were kind of like they were aware, right? And then I told my therapist as a kid. But you know what I told anybody else when I turned thirty. And then I told the entire city. I went on the radio and did it. But I wasn't ready. And you behind your keyboard don't get to tell victims of sexual, you know, predators when they're ready to talk about it. You don't get to do that. I'm sorry. You just don't. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't been there. And you don't know. You, you're, what you're asking people to do is relive the most painful thing they will ever have to go through. And some people think if I just stop thinking about it or if I just don't talk about it, maybe my brain will like send it out. Now, of course it won't. But you don't get to look at women and tell them that they're lying because they didn't tell anybody the day after it happened. That's not the way it works. Go talk to any woman shelter. They'll tell you the percentages of women who report these crimes in the moment is very low. And by the way, if Bill Cosby's going to do three years... What's the incentive for a woman to raise her hand, shake up her life, have to relive the whole thing over again, be called to be demonized, to be called a slut online to watch the guy who did it to her get three years? People often in cases where it's like women accuse men of something, they're always like, oh, dude, she's just trying to get famous and rich. Who's the woman who really got famous and rich? Rich off of this. I don't even know their names. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, now are you going to be able to be like, oh, look at my uncle Lewis, sure, whatever. But like, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't, in, in my in my memory, I can't think of too many women who got famous and rich in like uh, success off of off of a, a, a rape charge. Now, you're ultimately, you're right. Let's, I'll play devil's advocate for you. You normally do this for me. Are there book deals and stuff that probably happen? You get paid to tell your story a couple of times, maybe. But are you rich and famous? No. And guys, let me tell you. Having been what I call a survivor of this, 
This is what you want to be rich and famous over? This? Ask Monica Lewinsky if she's happy being the famous, the most famous oral sex artist ever. Well, and at least that was consensual, consensual. sex. Right, but that but again, it's in the same realm of do you think that's you think Monica Lewinsky loves being famous for that? Of course not. So you think people want to be famous for being victimized by Bill Cosby? That is such an asinine that's such an asinine take. I think I think and I'm glad you bring it up. It's you know, victimized by Bill Cosby because a part of this is too, is that like it's tough enough for anybody, whether this is a point of authority like a teacher or a priest, whether it is a family member, you know, your cousin or whoever, a neighbor, somebody that you know. But now throw fame on top of that and what seems like such an insurmountable like mountain in front of you just because you were sexually assaulted. On top of that mountain, Mount Rushmore styles, Bill Cosby sitting there. You know again, what I mean? That's got to do that. That has to be even more intimidating. And again, Bill Cosby is another example of what I'm always talking about with famous people. He was famous. When you were famous. Little Xan is famous now. Everybody's famous. Famous means nothing anymore. Like, sometimes people will say that to me. Like, dude, you're kind of, like, famous? No. First of all, no, I'm not. No. Recognizable is the word I use to call it. And it isn't worth anything anymore. Because everybody's recognizable. Everybody's their own star. Little Xan is famous. Little Xan! Bill Cosby was famous when you had to have real ability to be famous. And like 15 people were famous. So yeah, there were women who were thinking, why is anybody going to do anything to Bill Cosby to protect me? And if they're going to get three years, you expect women to come out of the closet in droves and talk about how this happens to them? You know, I saw this meme yesterday and I hate these, but this is true. Men come out and say, hey, I was victimized by a priest my entire life. Country pauses, claps, and calls them brave. Women come out and say, hey, a celebrity sexually assaulted me 30 years ago. You call her whore and tell her to shut up. I hate male-dominated society and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, when you give me data, when you give me facts, and you give me stuff like that, that does happen. That does happen. Guys, if you don't think this is happening, go home and talk to your wife. Go home and talk to your wife. Now, I don't think she was raped in the office, but go home and talk to your wife about when she wears something that she looks really good in. How many guys in the office talk about it? I see Fantone shaking his head right now. Because, cool. dude, he's been dating a woman five years. She's had multiple jobs while they've been together. I'm sure at least once a customer, somebody, has said something inappropriate. Done something inappropriate. At one point, there was a boss of hers that she filed like a complaint against. And Is that uh, right? Yeah, and she was, uh, she was quickly... Uh, removed from the position she was in. So it's one of those situations where it's like, why would I why would I fight this uphill battle? Why would I do this? Like it's not It's not worth it's it. It's not it's not worth losing my job over. It's not worth losing my income over. It's not worth trying to fight the biggest celebrity on the face of the planet in nineteen ninety. So it's like I I, I I understand I understand where that comes from. And like I understand the concept and I think this is a part of the problem is when you say we have to believe women or we have to believe victims um, what people hear is we have to throw due process away. No. And no, 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 that, no. That's where things get, I think, is where, where a lot of the issues here come I'll, into play. I'll change this statement, and women are going to lose their minds and hate me when I say this. They already do. But if you really listen to what I'm about to say, I'm right. Of course I'm right. We don't need to automatically believe victims. We, we need to automatically listen to victims. Because there are going to be people who accuse guys wrongfully. So I can't just believe you. 
but I need to not discard your story. I need you to tell me what it is, and then I need to look into what happened. But just believing the story on its face, that of course is crazy. But I need to listen to it open-mindedly to where I know where we can move forward and try to figure this out. But if you're going to watch, honestly, the most famous rapist maybe of all time do three years... Bro, if that that I'm just telling you, that is turning the stomach of your wife, your daughter, your mom, every every woman in the country. Their stomach are turning today because that, my friends, is despicable and disgusting. That is the worst of who we are, right there. That's pathetic. Three years. I had a guy on Facebook last night saying to me, "I don't think you did it." Okay. Well, Bill Cosby's own statement said her silence was her consent, basically telling you he had sex with a woman who was unconscious. Yeah, I mean, there is no consent in situations like that where somebody can't say anything. Um, I None. agree. I agree with you 100% that three years is nowhere near an appropriate term. Um, and I would certainly never say that, well, dude, you know, there was a victory for the for the victims of rape here because, no. like, even in situations like this, there's no... Nobody wins. You don't, you don't put the toothpaste back in the bottle, dude. You're still dealing with these issues so far into their lives. And I can only imagine what these women have gone through in relationships and their personal lives and things like that and, 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 the, and the, the serious waves that happen because of that rock throne. Um, but I will say there's a victory in the fact that this is Bill Cosby. This is Bill Cosby going to jail. No, this dude. is one of your heroes. Oh, dude, I love I love the Cosby show. Huge fan of when it. When I first moved to Canton, Fantone kind of showed me around downtown. Then we went back to his house. You guys can, you know, you come up with your own what reasons. What are we doing? You guys can come up with your own reasons <laughs> as to why. And what was on the screen when I walked in there? It was the Cosby show. Like you were just saying, like you had like you threw the DVD set away, right? Like, I did, I did, and I don't, I don't want to get on, you know, because there's, there's obviously a lot. Soapbox, I know. There's a lot of different forms of where you can stand on your high horse and what you can do, but I think it's fair to say at this point, if I believe there's credible rape allegations against you, it's not great. I'm not going to willingly be like, oh man, I, dude, I, you know what? I still laugh with you. Now, Michael Jackson, I think, raped kids, and I think he's terrible. Dude, if 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 if, if a Michael Jackson song comes on in a store, I'm not storming out of there. Like, I'm done with this whole thing, but when I'm in my car, I'm not listening to Michael Jackson songs. Yes, there's, yeah. there's kind of my line. Of I, like, I'm a hypocrite here with Michael because I kind of feel like it's weird that radio still wraps their arms around Michael. Right? I do, right? Um, weird anyone does. But yet, the other day, I heard Thriller, and your boy turned it up. I was like, oh, and I thought to myself, I'm like, this is a shame, because this is how talented this guy is. And that's not me, right, because once you become guilty of whatever monstrosity, whether you're Bill Clinton, or or whether you're, well, sure, Bill Clinton, or or Bill Cosby, or Michael Jackson, it doesn't discredit what you did, but it sours it for me. So there is that little bit of like, okay, but when 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 it comes to this, Bill Cosby is going to jail. Bill Cosby currently sits in jail. And 15 years no ago, bail, right. 20 years ago, 30 years ago when this happened, that was an impossible thing to happen. You know when he was raping those women, that next day when it was, you should have been reporting it, that woman was thinking there is never a way that I get justice out of this. And not three years is a miscarriage of justice, but there is something there. And hopefully this is a turning of the tides. If Bill Cosby can go to jail for rape, hopefully your anybody, anybody, anybody who has raped somebody is now can go to jail. Yeah, your neighbor can do it too. Right, exactly. Oh, by the way, the Bill Cosby didn't do it crowd. One of his most famous bits ever was talking about Spanish fly. Was talking about like drugging drinks to like hook up. That was one of his most famous bits ever. You think that just fell out of the sky, guys? Come on. Where there's smoke, there's usually at least a little fire. He's a scumbag. And women, 
in America, I feel bad for you, man. Three years isn't enough. I don't know what would be enough, but I'll tell you this. If I'm on the bench or if I'm allowed to change the laws in America, and this isn't anywhere near enough, you're convicted of rape, I'm sorry, it's 10 years minimum. 10 is my minimum. I'll tell you to go to jail forever. There you go. Honestly, I I would want that. I just know this country could never come together and make it that. And I think we could probably settle on 10. And that's not enough. And again, if you're shaking your head at me right now, it's because nobody's ever taken your innocence from you. It happened to me at three and four years old, bro. Let me tell you, it don't ever come back. Ever. Once it's gone, it's gone for good. That dude should be behind bars forever. More Stansbury Show next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Passing out $1,000 again, 8 o'clock. Also have some Factory of Terror tickets. Yeah. We'll get you hooked up with those here momentarily as well. Um, Fantone and I are in different places a little bit in our lives. Uh, he's been seeing uh, his girlfriend for about five years. And you've lived together for God, I mean, for a good stretch of it, right? Yeah, dude, we like uh, three, right? Yeah, we uh, we didn't we didn't hesitate. It was just one of those situations where she just kind of like started hanging out more and more and more, and eventually I was like, well, I guess you live here now. I, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> right. why are you pretending to go home? Just go get your things, and go, right? I mean, All that's right, how it happened. Are. But dude, that's not kind of dude. That's nice. That's kind of how that's supposed to happen. Now I'm in a very different situation. I'm just entering into my situation. We're you know we're a couple of months into this, right? And but that's my goal. I that's where I would like her and I to be. As a matter of fact, I told her that last night. I you know not that we're going to do it tomorrow, but I would like to cohabitate with her. I want to see this long form. Well, I mean, you know, being open and honest about what you want out of a relationship is, is important. Pretty important if if you want it to work. I got to be honest with you. I don't even recognize myself right now and how much I'm doing that. Like I'm very open with her about things that I'm worried about that that, that uh, you know might be a problem for us down the road. And we're like we're very good at communicating. I it's really blowing me away. Honestly, I said it the other day. This is. Even though short term, it's the best relationship I've had in my adult life already, um, which goes to show you what a wreck I was as a person. But there are milestones in relationships. First night, they, the first time they spend the night, first time they say "I love you" and like that kind of thing, right? Then stuff just gets gross. Once you're comfortable with one another, right? Bras just never get put on. You're walking around no boxers. On. I mean, it just things just get gross. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's peeing in the bathroom while you're shaving. Just stuff's just happening, right? And we now have like timelines of some gross things in relationship when they're going to happen. Okay. Okay. A big one for guys is. How long do you wait? And I hate this word. I hate this word because it makes me feel like such a child saying it. How long is it before you would fart in front of your girlfriend? Okay. Obviously, men shorter term than women. Okay. Okay. And full disclosure, Fantone and I would kind of tell you who we both are. We're two dudes in here, right? We don't fart in the studio with one another in it. Like, it's just not part of what we do. No. Neither one of us are that gross guy. I've never been the, oh, you farted funny. Because I really feel like, dude, if you're the fart is funny guy, I think you're kind of dumb. I'm sorry, dude. I know it's judgmental. I know I shouldn't say it, but I did say it, and there ain't no putting the face back in the tube. You're kind of dumb, bro. You just are. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand there's humor in, you know, 
But I've never been that guy. But ever. that's but that's really best left for intern double cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's 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 certainly not where I want to be. And like we are in a very small studio. It's not like we have this like Palatial, oh look right. at this right look at this giant studio where we make the magic happen. And like a fart from you is going to punish both of us. You know what I mean? And I feel the same way where it's like, dude, I don't want to sit in here smelling my own farts. Now, obviously, it's happened because you're you're, you're human yeah. beings, but we really do try to respect one another a little bit better than that. I have never now. There is truth in this, and every guy's gonna go. Yeah, he's gonna write. There's something about guys you do. You love tormenting your wife or your girlfriend with your farting after a while. Like, there's something about it. You do just kind of get off on that. But I've never really been one of these dudes. I'm just not, right? And we have the time frames. Get All right, let's start with women. Guess how long the average woman waits before she'll, like, fart in front of her, like, partner. I'm going to assume the average woman doesn't willingly fart in front of her partner. It's not like she's just lifting up a cheek and ripping ass. So I'm going to say, since she's trying to hide it at all times, it's got to be like a year, right? 1.3 years. Well done, Fantone. 1.3 years. Now, on average, guys, it's about six and a half months. Okay. Now, I we have not crossed this. her, Her and I have crossed other barriers. We have not crossed this one. And I got to be honest with you. As a man, I want that to wait as long as humanly possible. There's something about when you give up on the being the best version of you for each other that it's just like, well, here we go. Now we're on the slide. It's going downhill now. I mean, there's a little bit of that. Now, it doesn't mean like you fart in front of her, the relationship's over. That's not what I'm saying. But there's a little bit of that early period that's really, really nice because you're going way out of your way to respect one another. And I think there's such a difference there between like... And inevitably, you're going to fart in front of other people because it's your human and like bodies. That's how they work. If you eat something and there's going to be some sort of, you know, oh, uh, di- discharge there. Oh, um, but it's like, it, it, OK, so it took you a year to fart in front of me, but you're not farting in front of me all the time. It's like I said, it's not like you're just sitting there ripping ass because once you get to that level, that's when it's like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? Right. Just grossing each other out, like just sitting here being 12 year olds like we haven't crossed that barrier yet. But I was standing in the bathroom when she peed. Like I've been, I we I did that for some reason. I don't know what I was in there for, but I was. She was like, "Get out of here! I have to pee." And I was like, "Just go! I just saw you naked ten seconds ago. What are you talking about? Just pee! What, what's the what's the problem with that?" The nudity's not the issue. There is like an intimacy of the bathroom where you're in there by yourself and like you're you're you, you know. I I understand where it's like, well, yeah, you've seen me naked, but you don't want to see me crap. You know what I mean? Like it's well, just the same parts. <laughs> Fair. You're right. I don't want to see that. And we have that here. Don't poop in front of each other. Again, guys. I hate don't, the fact that we have to say poop. If you're going to take a poop, don't. I feel so childish saying that word. Okay? Now, on average, I will give you, I will help lead the horse to water here, Fantone. Okay. It's a shorter amount of time that a woman will poop before they'll fart, which is really weird. Yeah, I guess one's you can maybe wait it out. The other one, there's probably no waiting that out. Right. How long do you think it is for the average woman to, before she'll like poop at their partner's like house or place? Uh, since you're saying it's shorter, I'm going to guess six months? Oh, a little longer than that. Okay. It's about nine and a half months. Okay, a little pregnancy action there, dude. You can't wait anymore. It's like, oh my God, are you pregnant? No, I just have to poop a lot. Now, <laughs> now guys will wait about four and a half months before they'll... Now, see... We spend much more, we spend, well, we spend all of our time at my place. Um, And I've had to cross this barrier before I would have. But, I mean, dude, she was there all day. 
and she there was no sign of her going home. Now I get a little lucky here because I li- I mean I do, I am I'm in an apartment, but it's kind of nice. I have dude I have a half bath in my bedroom, so they got the full in the hallway, and then I have a half in my bedroom, right? And so before, you know, when she was just coming through the front door and all that stuff, I was like, all right, well, hey, I got to check something in the, you know what I mean? And I went into that bathroom, shut the door, did that whole thing and kind of got around it. But that is always a point of like anxiety for me as when that's going to happen. And I got to tell you, I mean, dude, her, like I said, her and I, we we always say we're skipping chapters because we are, her and I, we're moving pretty quick through this. Right. And, but I, if we went to her house tonight, I would not do that. I would not do that. How long was it before your girlfriend did that? Um, the first apartment that we were living in together, the bathroom was like right there, and there was only one yeah, bathroom. Yeah, that's true. And she told me she was like, "Dude, it was a long ass time before I before I crapped there, just because she's like, I didn't, I couldn't do it while you were there. Like, and 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 I think often what would happen is she would spend the night. I left so early, and then she would just crap in the morning. But like, dude, I, I can completely understand why. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're sick or something, you can be like, yeah, I have diarrhea. But like, you don't want to get into those nitty gritty details of like, all right, well, dude, boy, just blew that one up, man. Boy, I was a footer and a half in there, dude. Things ticking out from both ends. Like, there's a difference between your significant other and what they think of you and, and your buddies and who you hang out with. Pooping once put me in the friend zone. What happened? <laughs> all right. So nah. like, this is years and years ago. And I was in love, let's be fair to the conversation. I was infatuated with this girl. I just thought she was like the prettiest thing ever, right? And so we had plans to go out drinking. And she was having dinner with friends first. She goes, just meet me at my apartment, then we'll go out. Okay. So I go, I get to her apartment and she's like, okay, let's go upstairs. I want to change. Okay. And then she went into the bathroom and totally dumped it out. And I, I remember sitting on the couch thinking, I'm not having sex tonight. Right. Because if you were interested in having sex with this guy, you're not doing that. And I remember thinking... I just got friend zoned <laughs> by the toilet bowl. Like, let me tell you, you think your life is sad? Watch, watch toilet bowl cleaner put you in the friends, put you in the friend zone. Your boy cried the whole way home. Did not like that one at all. Factory of Terror tickets up for grabs now. Let's take caller 17, 1 800 243 7625 on those. We'll continue the show next on Rock 1069. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you at WRQK.com. Passing out $1,000 coming up 8 o'clock. Uh, before the break, we were talking about the these, I don't know if they're milestones in relationships, but they're these things where it's like, you know, you'll wait a little while before you like fart in front of your girlfriend. Or right. Guys apparently wait like six and a half months. Women will wait about like just over a year to fart. When it comes to like pooping at each other's houses, like sometimes that, that's a little bit more of a desperate situation than it is just like kind of farting around. So uh, apparently, guys are like four and a half months before they'll do it at their partner's house, where a woman's like more like uh, nine months. And so, like the guys now are starting to write in and tell me like their stories on stuff. And a guy named Matt writes in and says, "My girlfriend," and he then capitalizes, "has to brush her teeth almost every time I'm dumping out. It grosses me out so bad." I gotta tell you. I don't know if I could. I that is kind of weird. Yeah, that's really gross, dude. I mean, especially since you can like, yo, wait ten minutes and then brush your teeth. Like, is she coming in there while you're pooping specifically to brush your teeth? That's disgusting. Dude. Now, I brushed my teeth the other day when my when my girl was like when when she was peeing in the bathroom. I don't know why. Again, I have a half bath in my bedroom. I could have just went in there, but I think it was. Wait. I don't know what it. I don't know wait. what it was. I don't know what I was doing, but I did that. But yeah, no, the dumping out thing's just completely different. JP says, dude, he's been with his wife 20 years. She still doesn't fart around him. 
Now, I don't know. Is that sweet or sad? Like, is it like, I, and I, I'm not trying to judge you, Jake. I'm just trying to say it's like, does, after 20 years, do, is, is there an argument that you don't feel comfortable or is it still keeping the romance there? I don't know. I don't know if it's that. It's a standard. I mean, like, inevitably, in 20 years of marriage, dude, you know, one is slipped past the balloon knot well, there. Yeah, I think, yeah, obviously but, it's probably But, happening. but, but, but you no, know, dude, you shouldn't just be ripping ass around each other. You don't there like is it. something there. there. There is. Tanya says it took her three years. I guess uh, this is probably the farting in front of uh, like her man. She said, but I got pregnant, and then she's like, you just can't help it at that point. Wow. And, well, yeah, that, those are extreme circumstances. I mean, you got a boulder sitting on top of your yeah. stomach. That's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen there. God, Nick writes in and says, I always fart at least the second date. He says he's single. Well, no wonder, dude. I mean, yeah. honestly, the I think second he's probably date. Joking. Oh, okay, I was gonna I, say because, dude, and, and you're right with the, with the kids and stuff and the pregnancies and those things are gonna happen in life. But if you're ripping ass on the second date, yeah, no wonder, man. Now there are guys out there listening right now going, "No, she needs to know who I am, bro." You know what I mean? And it's like, but again, like, dude, you know what it is? You and I are not bros. We're not like we're not those kind of guys. If it, it, I mean, yes, you're all right. There is something about like. You do need to show who you are, and if you hide too much of yourself in those first couple of dates, it doesn't matter. Whatever you feel isn't real because those aren't who you really are at your cores. But if who you really are is like, yo, I'm going to rip ass around my girlfriend, wife, whatever, all the time, you need to change who you are. <laughs> there needs to be a reevaluation of self here, homie. Yeah, I think so. Another guy says, my wife of 10 years farts up in front of me every day. It's gross, and I hate it. I, I'm sure. I'm sure he does. You know what it is? It's that, and again, don't shove women in their roles, right? But there is something about it where they're the fair sex. They're a little dainty. It's not really the way you want them to be. It's like, you know, I hear guys say this all the time. You know, I used to love having sex with my wife, but then she became my kid's mom. And like, then it's like, I feel bad treating her that way now. Sure. I feel, I feel bad. You know what I mean? And I get that. I do understand it. Although I always used to say this, make sure you keep doing that. Otherwise she's going to call a guy like me to do it. So like, make sure you're still out there doing that. But I understand how that could happen. And I understand how like the, the, how lowering of your desire for another human being could come through bodily function. I could totally get how that happens. All right, we're all out there doing it for the gram. Make sure you're doing it for the gram. Wait till you hear what guys are doing for Instagram. We'll give you that. Also, get you hooked up with $1,000 next on The Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Get you hooked up with $1,000 here momentarily. Did I give away those factory tear tickets? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. <laughs> I didn't. If you go to Facebook.com slash Sansbury Show... There was something happening outside my bedroom window. Actually, Fantone's got the audio. Here it is. I'm not kidding. That's what was happening. From 8 o'clock last night, and actually my neighbor, the nice lady who lives across the hall from me, tweeted at me this morning. was like, yeah, the fire department's over there now trying to fix it. She's like, you know, the fire department we live across the street from who did nothing about it the entire night. So apparently it kept her up all night as well. That's what was going on. There's a video. It's terrible, dude. It really is. Like, usually it's like, all right, dude, we'll get over it and go to sleep and shut up. But, like, dude, this would be very tough to, like. Yeah, you can't knock yeah. that. You can't block yeah. that out. So that's what I was dealing with all night. So I'm sorry. I'm going to be a little forgetful here. It's all right, buddy. We're halfway through it. You're going to be fine. Is that right? Yeah, we're halfway through it. We're going right. to be fine. Well, that's good to know. The boys are going to make it today. See, I didn't even know it was 8 o'clock, buddy. Well, I didn't even know that. You know, look at us now. It's 8.07, dude. We're almost done. 
Might as well. You're at 77 South. Get out of here. That's who Fantone and I are, by the way. We do the first break 6 o'clock. We'll look across the board and be like, oh, pretty much over. First break of Monday, there's usually that. Like, dude, well, if you think about it, I mean, we're, we're really close. Scott's coming up. Munch will end it at the week. Dude, Clint Parker will take care of the rest. We're fine. We're before done. You, before you know it, we're done. All right. So there's this trend that is starting to happen with men. And this is one of those things that a couple of years ago I'd have been like laughing at you for and making fun of you for, but I think this is just you keeping up with the times now. Okay. Not that that makes it any better. Okay. But we are all feeling the societal pressure to look our best always because of social media. Now, I know you can go to the store sometime and that will fly. There will be arguments to fly in the face of that, right? Obviously, some people just are still out there sweatpants and their way through the world, right? right? But there's a there's but there's a pressure. <laughs> Sorry, I uh, I guess I shouldn't judge you. I don't know. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> no, it's... dude, judge those Cookie Monster sweatpants. What do you mean? Don't judge them. Yeah. Judge them. Here's the thing: if you got anything with Tweety Bird on it, go home and throw it out. I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing. It's one thing if it's like, yo, I'm just wearing these gray sweatpants real quick, making this happen. But dude, yeah, if you're right, if there's a Looney Tunes character on it, you need to reevaluate. Absolutely right. So we all have this pressure now to look our best whenever we can. Okay, men now are feeling the same pressure that women have complained about forever. Women have complained that there is a pressure for them to dress up, to look good, to do all this stuff, to be, you know, to be attractive. And I don't know, that's chicken or egg. I don't know if it was women just started doing that and then guys enjoyed it or if there was a pressure and then so women were like, wow, we better do this. I don't know what happened there. All right. But now men, there has been a 30% increase in the last 10 years of men getting Botox. 30% increase. And they're all willing to admit it's all about Instagram. Guys in their like late 30s, 39. Now I'm a little older than that. I'll be 43 in May. Fantone is 34? 34. 34. I think, yeah, 34. All right, just wait, dude. After 37, dude... You've been telling me that the whole time we've been here. You're like, wait, dude, you just wait. 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 (laughs) Guys right now in their car, they know. 37, dude, your knees will get stiffer than your penis, dude. I'm just telling you, bro. It just, dude, time comes for all man. That's the way it works, right? But guys are feeling this pressure to, like, stick needles full of gel in their face so they look good on Instagram. And I don't get it. Like, this guy, Sean, says, look, I was just posting pictures, and I was like, oh, God, I got lines in my face. So he got Botox around his eyes and forehead and got a bunch of injections of, is it botulinum toxin? Okay. Botox for short. Okay. Works, and I didn't know this, by temporarily relaxing the facial muscles that cause wrinkles by blocking the nerves. I didn't know. I mean, I knew it did. Obviously, I was like, yeah, it probably does something like that, but I didn't know exactly like that. And he said, look, all the women in my office swore by it. And I was like, well, wait, they did start to look better. So maybe I should start looking better. And so now he does it. Now, his theory is, why would I post a picture of me from five years ago when I could just do this? Makes sense. Now, that does kind of make sense. Makes sense. Now, this is one of those things. Like I said, 10 years ago, I'd have been like, guys, get Botox. And here, you're not even allowed to say stuff like this anymore. But what are you, gay? Right? I mean, that would have, I mean, that would have been the thing, for sure. That's what, that was, what would have been America's mentality. Look at the times changing, right? Now, I don't feel the need to do this. I look, I don't want to say weathered, but I definitely look my age. Right. I, and if I, but if I shave, it can kind of get back down to like a little bit of a baby face thing now. But I do have something that admittingly, if it was easy to fix, and I don't think it is because I've searched it, I've Googled it a million times, that I would want to fix. 
My mom and dad used to say this to me all the time. You can never catch up on sleep, Daniel. You'll hear people say it. Oh, I need to catch up on sleep on this weekend. There's no catching up on it. Once you've lost it, you've lost it for good. That's the way the body works, right? And I have, and I suffer from, and I have, honestly, for a good period of my life, I have like a dark circle problem underneath my eyes. And it's the first thing I notice in every photo I take. And it makes me so self-conscious. I hate taking photos because of it. Um, I now I obviously will because people ask me to do that. So, you know, from time to time, not a lot, but sometimes. And um, I and so I'll do it. But in the, my back of my mind, when I'm when we're taking the photo, that's what I'm thinking about. A, because you get to post it and I don't even get to see it before it's out there. Now I'm just out there in the world looking fat, chubby with a black eye. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, do you unlike it? I'm self-conscious. I'm worried about it. Is there something you worry about? Um, I don't know what I would get if it was like, yo, free, you know, free elective surgery here. I don't know what the thing would be that would be like, all right, that's specifically what is what it is, you know. But I think the concept of if I had wrinkles on my face, I don't think that Botox and I, I think all plastic surgery is you know, it's neither it's neither good nor bad. It's the relationship you have with it. It's it's it, on its own. It's not inherently evil. It's not going to destroy your like life. Pornography, right? But you can certainly use it to. Okay. You know, it can be very detrimental to your life if you if you were to overdo it or to you know use it in the wrong way. They both affect like, your face. If if nothing else, I mean. This isn't like a fundamental changing of what you look like. This is just fixing a small detail, and I don't you use responsibly. I don't see a problem with it. It's akin to braces, right? Close enough. I have demonized plastic surgery because I do believe, and I do believe this to be true, that there is a large portion of people that do it. Not everybody. Okay, don't be a child. Don't you know? Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. He did this. No, I didn't. But for a large portion of people, I think what you're trying to do is fill a God-sized hole with a cosmetic procedure. I really do. I think you're searching for real happiness, and you think you're going to find it by doing this, and you won't. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. I know somebody who got like that gastric bypass surgery, right, and was convinced on the other side of this that happiness was just going to fall from the sky because of the self-conscious feeling they had about their weight right. and felt like, if I just do this... I'll be a happier person. I can attest to you. That person is no happier today than they were before they got that surgery. They are just who they are. I, I think I think uh, what it was can, temporarily happier, but now we're two years past it and they're the same person. What can happen there is that and like anything, dude, that's like somebody who's like, oh, well, if we just have a kid, our relationship's going to be better or something like that. Well, there's that. nothing like, to do here. Or right. Like, you're the kind of person, you're either going to do stuff or not. But, but, you know, when it comes to stuff like this, do I think that like, all right, hey, we got you this gastric bypass or we gave you this Botox or we gave you a nose job or boob job or whatever, and all of a sudden everything's going to be better? No, no, of course not, because you still have a lot of work to do there. You have to recognize that and do that work. Sure. What I think probably happened there is that person got that bypass surgery and was like, all right, you Easy street, kick my feet back, and everything's going to be fine. And it's like, no, of course well, not. I, I think you and I are saying the same thing just differently. Because what I think it really was, was once you get skinny, you realize, oh, I got other stuff about me I hate. And I was always so focused on my weight because it's the thing you could see. But now I have to deal with the things that are going on inside. Good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, good. I hope that does put that person in that position. And it's like, okay, now that I don't have the hurdle of the weight in front of me or literally the weight on my shoulders, now I can start to deal with some of those things. Now, that's the ideal situation of like, all right, well, hey, your doctor was good and they gave you like, hey, this is what you need to do in aftercare. And you know, hey, this is 
how it's going to affect you mentally. Sure. But more likely than not, the person just got it, thought it was a magic bullet, thought it was, you know, the, the, the one pill fix, and that doesn't exist. I've told this story before. There was a woman I knew who used to hang She ran with a, with a group of girls I knew, and they were all really attractive, her included. But she was the least attractive out of that group. Now, that's not saying... Disgusting. No, Ugh. because, dude, they were Ugh. all... Dude, they, they were all... <laughs> here, I'll... I'll, I'll there was like there were six of them. Okay. Five of them were tens, and she was a nine and a half. You know what I mean? Like right Gross. there, like right there. <laughs> but because she ran with those chicks, she started with one surgery, and then one became two, and then two became three, and three. Dude, she's now a seven. We took a nine and a half, and this is why I know I'm right about this. You're trying to fix stuff that's going on inside of you by messing up your face. That chick went from a nine and a half to a seven you wouldn't look at twice now. And it's because she felt self-conscious, and why did she feel that way? It's not because those other chicks were hotter. It's because something inside of her is telling her she's not good enough. That's why, honestly, they evaluate you before they hack up your face. They, like, make sure. They just make sure you're not in there. Now, doctors will do what doctors will do. Obviously, you're going to be able to find somebody to do that. Now, Hannah says, I think the 30% increase to guys getting Botox is uh, think about how many guys have come out of the closet over the last 10 years and that they may be a little bit more prone to get a surgery like that. Hannah, that's a good point, and I'm willing to bet that has a lot to do with it, but social media and looking good online, I think, is at a premium for people, and I think that's how a lot of this is happening. There's something happening with the NFL that I'm shocked people aren't pissed about, and actually, I think it's actually a sign of the times as how we're progressing better and moving in the right direction as a country. We'll give you that, and we'll also get you hooked up with some money. That's on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 930. We'll pass out these uh, tickets to see Machine Head Agora October the 22nd. Pulling that one from memory. Let's hope I'm right. I bet I'm close. Close enough. But I'm close. Pass those out. Uh, I have actually, I used to work at the Agora, and I have not been since like the $3 million renovation. I'm actually very excited to go and check out a show there and check it out. I haven't yet to see it. Machine Hub be a good one. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm probably. You know what I. You know what I know. I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the Mushroom Head uh, Halloween show. There it is. It'll dude. be nice to be on the other side of the bar of for course. one of those. Of course. Dude, I've worked like 20 Mushroom Head shows. Dude, you're going to go and you're going to be like, damn, I wish I was working right now. What yeah. the hell am I doing over here? I don't, right, I don't watching all those bartenders trying to fold the money over and get in their pocket. Right. Right. I've seen. I've seen Mushroom Head. They play Womp. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know how it goes. You have Amazon Prime, do you not? Correct. I do. I do not. And I should not be shocked that Amazon Prime is the company that's going to do this very progressive. Okay? Now, progressive is very big these days. I'll give you a couple examples from some shows I watch. I was telling Fantone this yesterday. There's something about bad TV I actually like. You show me a bad, like, cop show or a bad, like, EMT show, I'm all in. Fox has one right now. It's called 911. It's so bad, it's good. Okay. There's some reason I want. But in the episode, like they have an Asian firefighter and he wants to be in the calendar because he never saw a guy like him represented like this when he was growing up in the calendar and he needs kids that look like him to, right? I mean, they're just shoving the stuff down your throat every last chance they get. What is really happening, by the way, it's not what they believe. It's just they're sick of being called out for not having done it all these years. So they're just trying to get out in front of it. 
Nobody actually believes any of this crap. They're just sick of hearing about how Hollywood was so racist and sexist and did all this and misogynistic. That's why it's happening. Is because, again, social media has been like, you're not nice to us. And so now everything's flipping on its head. But that doesn't mean that it shouldn't happen in some, in some fashions. And then ultimately, it's probably going to be good. And if we do it for about five years, then maybe we can stop doing it. Uh, another one, Magnum P.I. premiered the other night. I tried watching that yesterday. Wow, was that not good. Yeah, it didn't look good. It, wow, was that not good. And they made Higgins a woman because it's 2018 and you're going to have to. Otherwise, you're a sexist, right? I mean, it's just the way we're headed. But now with the NFL, Amazon Prime has now tapped Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer to be the all-female broadcast duo, first ever, in NFL history. Now, Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer have earned their chops. We did not just like cherry-pick two women out of the middle of nowhere and say, we need broads, get in there and talk football. These women have been part of this game, have been around this game, have been are educated on this game, know more about this game than most guys watching it. And I think are going to do a very good job at this. Now, we saw a woman call a nationally televised game, but again, Rex Ryan was in the booth. This is a little bit different. Now, not nationally televised here because you're talking Amazon Prime. But it's an all-female broadcast team. Are things that stream considered nationally televised? You know what I mean? Kind of, right? Technically, they are. I'm not sure that's the way we're going to classify it because nationally televised means if I turn on my TV, I have access to it. I don't have Amazon Prime. So is it nationally televised? You have the... It's weird, dude. Technology's changing our terminology. I don't have cable. You know what I mean? Like, it's just oh. a weird... Like, that's just a weird... Oh. Like, is it nationally televised? Is oh. it not? Is this the B-Squad? Is this the JV unit? Or that's this, a That's it, interesting. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll watch... I'll watch it via Hulu Live, and it's like, well, it's, that's not really televised. No, that's what I have. I, mean, I don't have. I don't have cable either. I I, yeah. I have an Xbox, and I, I yeah, I pay for Hulu. Yeah, I pay for Hulu with live TV. That's how I watch TV, right? And I know I'm going to hear guys bitch. And actually, it was a lot less yesterday than I thought. I thought for sure it was going to be like these broads, and I don't know. And football's getting you're not even allowed to tackle, and of course now we got female broadcaster, right? Because some dudes are just. The epitome of what guy, of what people think guys are. Some of you just are. Some of you are just flat foot, mouth breathing Neanderthals, and we got to drag you into the right decade. Remember, like the other guy that said to me the other day, "What if you go into your doctor's office and he's colored?" And I was like, "Jesus, Oof. what year is it? Oof. You can't just say that. You can't just say that." But Andrea Kramer has been out there forever. Yeah, I would. I mean, at the end of the day, are both women qualified? Of course. I, I mean, well, they didn't play the game. Well, neither did Joe Buck. So, like, we're not we're not questioning him. <laughs> All I right, mean, fair I, point. I think that's kind of a bunk argument in the sense of like, look at how many coaches, um, broadcasters, media members, people who people who surround themselves in the game, referees, things like that. You surround themselves in the game literally every single day. It is it is what they do. Who didn't play at a high level? There's tons of them. So like you can't just be like, well, you have no knowledge of the game without without experience. I think that experience should be a part of the broadcast. You want somebody who's who's who, you know you want a Tony Romo in there, but they don't have to be in seats one and two. Also, let's take the guys who did play it. Sunday Night Football is co-anchored by former Cincinnati Bengal Chris Collinsworth. Played the game. Played it at a pretty high level. Chris yeah. Collinsworth was a pretty damn good wide receiver. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Now, all I ever hear about is how the NFL today isn't the game you grew up with. So did Chris Collinsworth play it? Maybe he didn't. 
He didn't play this version of football. So the argument of, you didn't play it, you don't know. You know what that is? I peaked in 10th grade, man. That's what that is. Oh, you sound yeah. like glory, glory days, days to me, for dude. Sure. You do. You sound like glory days to me. That's what you're doing. You're glory daysing it. They didn't play it. Had my coach started me in, in the national championship game, yep, yep. I'd be playing pro football. Yep, that's totally what the problem was. Coach didn't give you enough reps. He hated you. He was unfair. That's the problem. That's why you're not in the NFL, dude. That's you, why you're still in Maslin in the garage, smoking cigarettes, listening, listening to Rock 106.9. That's why. Hey, thanks for failing. <laughs> hey, thanks thanks for reaching for the middle. We appreciate it because we need you in that garage. NFL players we aren't do. sitting around going, see, this kind of funny. They're not. That ain't Baker Mayfield didn't hear what I said about him. Did not. No. But you out there, and I don't know why I'm always making fun of Minerva now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I actually really, really like Minerva. If it was a little bit closer, I could see myself living there. Much, very much reminded me of Southern Oregon, but for some reason they've become the new city that I put in my crosshairs. You know what it is? Louisville got mad at me. Like I started to get a lot of hate mail from Louisville. Like, stop making fun of us. So I was like, all right. So I just threw a dart <laughs> at a map I had. I was like, all right, well, Minerva's in the crosshair now. I guess, I don't know. I don't have any problem. I can turn on the broadcast. First of all, you hate the men broadcasters too. Yeah. All you ever do is bitch about how they don't like your team. They have it out for us. Everybody hates Cleveland. Cleveland versus the world. Nobody's against you. Joe Buck isn't against you. Chris Collinsworth isn't against you. Dan Patrick's not against you. Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer won't be against you. I don't know where this victim mentality came involved in your sports teams, but God, are you pathetic with that kind of argument. Joe Buck, Kyle Schwarber, oh, blah, blah. The guy's just doing his job. The Cubs were the bigger story. If you've ever, I mean, you know why? I shouldn't get annoyed. It's because I do this, so of course I know what the guy's doing. He's trying to put on an entertaining broadcast for the country, not for the guy in Lorraine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, I, I guess I shouldn't get annoyed because I kind of know more about how that stuff works. We do have more Stansberry Show for you. It will continue. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Pass out those uh, Machine Hunt tickets around 9.30, playing the Agora on the 22nd of October. We'll get you hooked up with those. I didn't know this, but there was a guy who was claiming he was eating. Somebody had like sexually harassed somebody at, at their office place. It was the mayor of Middleburg Heights, I believe. Okay. And I guess one of the ways he was doing it was talking to her about the fact that he ate pistachios to help his sexual prowess. And I was like, well, because I eat pistachios all the time because it's like one of the, it's like a healthy ish snack. It's a little closer to candy than you, than I would like to get, but like if you're gonna like kind of snack on something, pistachios aren't necessarily the worst thing for you to put in your in your mouth, right? But I was like, well, I didn't know about that. That's a thing. That's a thing. So I just looked this up. They say nuts in general are a healthy food. Some like pistachio nuts are better than others when it comes to being a natural remedy for erectile dysfunction, as well as helping lower your overall cholesterol, which again will help some, you know, ED problems. Many men are taking advantage of pistachio benefits for men's sexual health. That's from January 26th of 2012. Yeah, I mean, I would just assume a heart healthy diet is going to help your boner. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think. Well, it's know. blood flow. Right. It's another reason why I am such a big proponent of the sauna. 
Because the sauna kind of helps your blood flow. It helps your circulation. And again, it will. It will help your penis. So what was this dude doing? He was going up to this chick being like, yo, I ate all these pistachios and I can just turn it out. Like, what, dude, that, God, man, if that is what's happening in the, in, in the mayor's office, what the hell, dude? Yeah, well, I guess he, he was bragging about his private parts, which, guys, there's like 10% of you have a penis worth bragging about. Not even number Most of you don't get past the third knuckle. Who you kidding? So, like, don't be out there. First of all, dude, Seinfeld covered this really well when Elaine said, a woman's body is a, bo- is a work of art. A man's body is like a Jeep. It's for getting around. There's nothing sexy about it, really. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sure, there's guys out there with impressive penises. Um, yeah, it, Shawn Michaels exists. Yeah, HB, not HBK, BBC. I always want to make that clear for yes. people. Um, but, yes, yes, but, yes. But, like... Both one with the three letters there. <laughs> well, dude, you gotta, you gotta have distinguished. You know, you gotta one Smart. or the other. I wonder, do they get together, maybe? I, I, just, I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, and I brought this point up before, that, like, when it comes to your penis, which is more than likely average, it's not super small like you think it is nor is it super giant and impressive like some of you think it is it's average just like all sure. of ours are um your wife your girlfriend that tinder hoe whatever who you're trying to bang it out with she can't especially from a picture she can't tell the difference between five inches and seven inches she can't dude she can't can you can when you when you get that when you get that 499 sub or whatever are you sitting there like all right well this is exactly how much and no of course not dude you just take the thing you have it and then you're you know whether you're satisfied or not is up to you well the difference is there I I don't put the sub all the way in my body at once. Just one time. <laughs> you know the what whole I mean? thing. I'm not cramming yeah. it in there. Jeez Louise, man. I just oh I just I, I just can't I just can't wrap my head around why you think that's the winning ticket. Is like, okay, well if I just tell her I've got this giant dong, if I, then I convince her of that, she's going to she's gonna want to sleep with me, and then she's gonna pull it out and be like, Where the hell did the giant dong go? Apparently this guy would also use the N-word to describe his interracial neighbors. That's awful. You shouldn't do that. Let's take that word out of your, you know, out of your vocabulary. The letter also says that on several occasions, when this woman was in his presence, he would boast about his private parts and credited pistachios for his sexual performance. She said the mayor created a hostile work environment and often asked her to perform political campaign work on behalf of while on the city time. She also alleges he forced her and other women, but not men, to be examined by uh, their personal doctor. He disputes all this, contending male and female city workers referred to the same doctor. She said that she left her job as the mayor's administrative assistant. This is Middleburg Heights, where he threatened her with a bullet she says he placed on her desk. This, again, was in a show I was watching last night on Fox. It's called 911. And a guy kind of like sexually harasses this woman. Then like a, you know, an earthquake happens and they're kind of trapped in this place. And like the the fire department comes in there and she's kind of telling the firefighters when they're like saving them. And the guy says to him, have you not turned on the news at all this last year? And there's a little bit of this. Like, I get that for a long time in this country, you could get away with stuff like this. I get it, right? And again, guys, I said this earlier, talking about Bill Cosby. Go home and talk to your wife and ask her. When she wears the things she wears to work, which she looks best in, ask her what guys are saying. You're going to be pissed. As a matter of fact, dude, you're going to go to, you're going to want to go to where she works. You're going to want to start punching dudes where she, where your wife works. I'm just telling you. Do they, do women deal with this on a level men just never will? And on some level, you wish you were dealing. I wish a woman would grow up my penis when I walk back. Of course you do. Cause nobody will touch you cause you're a cretin. 
it, of course you'd want that. It, at the very least, you're on the other side of that transaction there where uh, well, most guys aren't going to be victimized there, but a lot of dudes have been the perpetrator there. For and sure. it's like, ask your wife not only like what is said, but ask your wife like what is done. Well, and like, when are you afraid? And it's going to be way more than you want to hear. There's there's no question about percentage that. of women listening right now who are afraid to walk to their car at night because of a male coworker. A ton. I don't know what the number is, 60? but a lot. But a significant a significant portion wow, is that's like sad. is like is like I feel uncomfortable at times at work or in situations like that. Of course, and uh, you know, I mean, the mayor obviously is in a, a different position here than than a vast majority of other people with like the power that you have. But this goes back to like what we've been talking about with Bill Cosby and even what we were talking about yesterday with. How many murders are getting? Are people get away with murder? Forty percent of murders. Don't yeah, forty. What percentage of sexual harassment, sexual assault, sexual things like that never even get get to the point of well, were they found guilty or not? Like, did you get away with it or not? Because nobody ever talks about it. Nobody ever happens, dude. If you're working at at at, at, at a job that you need desperately because you're trying to put food on the table and you don't want to be a welfare queen, single mom waitress, up, she ain't bucking the trend because she, she can't. Is it, all right, she so can't. I know a woman. Okay, and. Obviously, I know a couple of women. But I, but I, I know, know one woman. But I know this woman. She's a bartender server, right? It was caught on camera. She's got the video of her boss, like, slipping something in her drink. It's on I've seen it on her phone. This isn't her saying, I've seen it. And she was like, yeah, but the guy gave me a job, and I kind of, dude, I got two kids, and I, I just, I can't be out of work while I'm looking for another thing. And she's just kind of stuck in it. She's just kind of stuck in it. And again, I was having this conversation. I've been in this newer relationship, right? And she's an attractive woman. And every day she goes to the same coffee shop. Every day. Because welcome to routines in life. She's on her way to work, wants a cup of coffee. She stops and she gets it. And you know how you just run into the same people at the gas station every day? Because they got the same kind of time frame you do. There's a guy that runs through the parking lot every day to try to track her down and like kind of pins her near the door to have like a five-minute conversation with her, hitting on her, relentlessly asking her out to dinner. Guys, I'm just going to tell you, if you've asked three times and the answer is no, it's not going to be yes on the tenth time. Perseverance isn't going to get you there. You either have it or you don't. But I'm telling you, go home, talk to your daughter, talk to your wife, talk to your girlfriend, and you're going to find out. This stuff, I'm telling you, if your wife gets honest with you, you're going to want to go where she works, and you're going to want to start punching dudes who work there. I'm just giving you the truth. You can roll your eyes at me all you want. You know it's true. More Stansberry Show around the corner. Also getting you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys. Fantone from The Stansberry Show here. The Roll Holt Vision Institute is what I want to tell you about. That's where I had my LASIK surgery done. And I see 2020 now, baby. I never thought it was going to be possible, dude. I thought I would always have to worry about where my glasses were. Did I have enough contacts? Am I running out of solution? All that stuff. Dude, that's ancient history to me now. And if you want to be living the same lifestyle, dude, all you got to do is visit the website. They've got financing options available to you. They let you take a self-evaluation test. I want you to visit the site. It is RollHoltVision.com. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. 9.30. Pass out those machine head tickets playing the Agora. October the 22nd. We'll get you hooked up. Ah, Brown's getting two and a half on the road at Oakland this week. Four o'clock tip-off. You like the Browns getting two and a half? Yeah. Yeah. Over set at 45? Yeah. 45. I think I take the under in the points, but I don't yeah. love the under. But I think I take the Browns in the points. It's two and a half, so yeah, I would. I mean, it's two and a half. I can't believe it. I'm going to take the Browns in the points and bet it. 
Yeah, I'm going to do it. I can't believe that, but I'm going to do it. Yesterday on the program was New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. And we got a little sidetracked during it, I guess, and started talking just vocalists. Chris Cornell was part of that reason why. Mm-hmm. We played you his new song. Now, neither one of us loved it, but Chris can belt it for sure. Good God, can he? I mean, like, just, just unlike... A vast majority of other frontmen in bands like that is just a special voice as opposed to just like a rock star. Chris Cornell could have easily been like a Sam Smith type dude as much as he was a rock type dude. He could sing it all. Could could have been an opera singer. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? He's got the range. He did a great job uh, with the Michael Jackson cover he did. He did a really good job with the Sinead O'Connor cover that he did. Nothing compares to you. He did a great job with that. And so we were talking about vocalists yesterday. We were just kind of like saying some stuff, right? And then a guy hit me up. He was like, yo, you guys have done this before with like, you know, the Mount Stashmore, like the best mustaches out there. And we did like the best porn star asses. We did that. Like we did like the Mount Assmore. We got to start planning shows, dude. What the hell are we doing with our lives? We got to get it together. Sadly, those were planned. (laughs) Sadly, I was like the night before, I was like, this will lead us. This This will get it there. This is it. This is going to be number one will be, right? Okay. And so some, some guy, you know, tweeted and said, Dude, I'm interested to know who's on your Mount Rushmore of vocalists. Okay. And I and he tweeted it, so I copied Fanton on the tweet yesterday. I said, dude, think on this a little bit, and you know, we'll get into it around 9 a.m. tomorrow. And so I've been thinking about it, and I have switched this list yeah. three thousand times. Yeah. Okay. So full disclosure, you ask me again tomorrow, different list. Ask me again a year from now, different list. It's just the way it's going to be. It's music, it's too vast. So we'll start with Fantone here. You guys know Mount Rushmore. You should know. It's four. I guess I have to ask a question here because are we going... Here's what I want. Okay. Okay? I need a combination of he has a great voice, he or she has a great voice, all right, and somebody you love listening to. Because you're not going to put anybody on your Mount Rushmore that you don't love. Right. Right, right, right. Fair? You're right. You shouldn't. Um, But does am I going like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame rules here where I can... uh, where I can stretch the terms of what rock and roll is, or is this like a true which you and I know is rock music? Okay. Now, if you and I were just going to sit around and have this conversation at a bar having beers, I want it to be a little long form. Right. But since we're hosting mornings on Rock 106.9, the rock mother! I decided to kind of like get it in at least in that zone a little. Now, one of mine, you're going to head scratch. The audience went head scratch and go, really? That's going to be there? But we already played the artist once this morning, so okay. proving my, my point. So kind of try to keep it rock centric for because dude the, diana the, ross right. would be on my list but she's not on my mount rushmore for this well that's what i was gonna say is i mean like no. do i get to include al green or does that not is that not a part of the conversation nah, i kind of led for this because the okay. guy asked us mount rushmore of rock singers because al green i agree diana ross would be on my list there's a there's a slew and i think it makes it too hard if we include everybody okay. so kind of go with like what the audience is going to consider to be rock music okay i will go with um what was really i think the overwhelming answer that people that kind of like responded to this went with and I would have to agree not my favorite band in the world but Freddie Mercury of Queen is hands down one of the greatest voices in rock music of all time okay easy did not make my Mount Rushmore, but I don't have arguments as to why he shouldn't be on anybody else's. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, and I'll just be honest. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, oh man, dude. Yesterday, I just couldn't stop listening to Queen. Queen. It's like, nah, dude, I'm pretty good on Queen, and I felt that way with a lot of these bands okay. and artists that I'm in that I'm putting on here. It's not so much my personal feelings here; it's what these guys are capable of doing with their voice, and more so what they actually did with their voice. And Freddie could belt it. 
Oh, I mean, Freddie could belt oh, it, for it's sure. Not, it's, it's not even... We're running that commercial for iHeartRadio right now, and it's just his uh, yeah. vocals. That vocals. Just, isolated. It's, just, it's yeah. just isolated, and you can just hear it kill it right there. You can kill it, sure. Um, this is definitely a personal favorite band. It's my favorite band of all time. I think what is the greatest band of all time. Um, I'm going to put Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones wow. on the list here. See, I dude, I flipped the coin on Jagger because... I agree that I prefer the Rolling Stones to Led Zeppelin, but I believe Robert Plant had the better voice than Mick Jagger, ultimately. But I prefer the Stones. Although I always say Led Zeppelin was the best rock and roll band ever. But Mick, really, I'm surprised because I think Mick's really, he's good, but I don't think he's technically great. I'm surprised he made your list. I um I, I will full disclosure that one, that it was hard for me not to put what I view as, as the greatest front man of the greatest rock band as the, uh, it was hard for me not to Mick do Mick Jagger, greatest front man ever. I think so. Wow. I think so. Look at, the, look, at the, look, at, look at the track record. Look at the resume. Look at how long they've been relevant to. Again. Anybody's mu- trading, trading their career for him. Again, much like my other argument on Freddie Mercury. He wouldn't make my top front man ever, but I don't have solid arguments as to why I can knock him off your list. Number three on your list. This is a band that I'm not in love with at all, um, but you can't deny how important they were and how important his voice was in making this happen, which is kind of funny because a lot of people don't view him as the singer of this band. But Paul McCartney of the Beatles, I feel like, was one of the great voices of all time. Man, you slipped that one in there. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that because you're not a Beatles guy. I'm not, dude. And 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 I know, like, I, and I said, I, I mean, I know John Lennon is often viewed as that, but much like Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, yeah, they, they were co-singers. Uh, they were yeah. a little bit of both, and I definitely think the Paul McCartney songs were the best of the best of the Beatles. Um, I might agree with you there. Also, a lot of the harmony on what John Lennon's singing, what's happening there. What's that's Paul McCartney in the, in the background there. So, number four. And uh, number one. And, oh, number one. Oh, no, no. This is number one that I'm going into right here. Number four or whatever we're going yeah, on. Yeah, the last list. one you got. They're all kind of in, in, in the middle here. Um, another one of just a super important voice, changed the music game forever, and I genuinely think just has an amazing voice, Elvis Presley. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Like, I just whiffed on Elvis. I whiffed on the king. I mean, like, and here's the thing, though, is like, well, now am I going to start getting into, like, those artists of that era? And it's like, where did you, I, I, it just, it just, this was such a, a challenge for me. And, like, you, yesterday through today, dude, it must have been 10 different things. I was like, well, what about this guy? Don't forget about him. And it just, it, 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 it's just, it's a tough one to make, but I, that's what I'm going with. Okay. So, again. Paul McCartney, yep. Mick Jagger, yep. Elvis Presley, Freddie Mercury. Yep. God, I mean, it's dude, pretty I, good. I, but, dude, I'm, I know I'm missing people, dude. I know I am. Well, four is always going to be tough when something this... Because musical tastes are so so wide. Chris Cornell, where's he at, dude? Like <laughs> That should be there. That is a pretty solid list. Now, we're up against the clock here. I obviously have my Mount Rushmore of rock singers. But in order to get this contest in on time... I'm going to have to actually hold that over to the break. So let's get you hooked up with this $1,000 and then my Mount Rushmore of Rock Singers next on the Stansbury Show. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those machine head tickets. Yeah, October 22nd. Agora, we'll get you hooked up here momentarily. Yesterday, we were asked during uh, New Turn Tuesday for our Mount Rushmore of Rock Singers. Covered Fantone there. He's got uh, Freddie Mercury, Mick Jagger, Paul McCartney, and Elvis Presley. Okay? Now, we both admit it. 
that if you, we had to keep it kind of like rock centric. Now, one of my people are going to be like, well, it's not technically rock, but you're just going to have to live with it. Okay. Because I, I believe this person full on makes it and I'm actually saving it for last. I also, because it's the Sansbury Show, I'm going to give you three honorable mentions when I'm done. Okay, top seven here. <laughs> give me my top seven. <laughs> Throw an extra one up there. All Who right, cares? So I'm now my Mount Rushmore of rock singer. Robert Plant is on the one bookend. That dude could just belt it. He was just amazing. So Robert Plant is definitely on my Mount Rushmore of rock singers. Can't argue with it. You know what I mean? Like, if, 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 if he's on your list, he has his spot. Uh, there's no denying that. Now, you're not the biggest Led Zeppelin fan, but I'm you can not. admit when a guy can do it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just something you kind of have to when you make a list like this. It's not a list of my favorites. It's a list of greatest. And those are two different conversations. And They are. I, 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 I would have to tip my hat here. Number two on my Mount Rushmore of rock singers. And this dude could scream it. I mean, just, and still, by the way, still has it. Old as hell still has it. Bruce Dickinson of Iron Maiden. Bruce just yeah. could sing. Dude, yeah. that guy could come in. T- I I saw them at Richfield Coliseum. I thought the guy wasn't using a microphone once. Like, I was like, dude, that guy's just screaming from the mountaintops. Well, and especially, I think, so much of what was appealing about, yes, is a phenomenal voice, but it worked so well with what was going on yes. up on stage. And that really does matter when it comes to how you judge these people. Is like, what's the surrounding, you know, what else is, who's who's his wide receiver, you know? Right. The primary member, L bands have a primary member. The primary member of Iron Maiden is their bassist, Steve Harris. It is Steve Harris's band. It's always been Steve Harris's band. What Steve Harris was really good at was writing the songs and getting them right in Bruce Dickinson's wheelhouse on what to sing. That band was phenomenal at that. And real, still really, really, really good live. You got to tip your hat to Iron they, they sound pretty good, dude. Yeah, they're, they're a good band. Maiden will get it done. They're pretty good. Yeah, no, I like them. I've said many, many times, greatest heavy metal band of all time. Not even close. Metallica doesn't even come close. My third member of Mount Rushmore of Rock Singers. I'm going to go with Chris Cornell. Okay. Now, I don't love Soundgarden. I like them. But Alice in Chains was my favorite 90s band. Well, Screaming Trees, really, but nobody knows who they are. So Alice in Chains, out of the bands that people know, was my favorite band of that era. But Chris Cornell, a better singer than Lane Staley. Yeah. Lane Staley had a cool voice. Yeah. But Chris is a better singer. And he Chris could sing... You know what? I'm going to save that compliment for my last person. But Chris could sing just about anything, and it sounds pleasurable. He's just that good. Now, here's the one everybody's going to want to argue with me on. And some of you are going to want to argue because it's a woman. Okay. Well, they shouldn't be allowed to call NFL games anyway, Stansberry. Exactly right. Okay. All right. What, uh, who, who, who you got on this list here? My fourth. And notice, I have Robert Plant on one end, and I'm saving her for the other end because I believe the bookends of Mount Rushmore are the important pieces. I don't know about the actual Mount Rushmore. I don't even know who's on it. Yeah, but suck I, on that, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. But on the list of like greatest things, the bookends are going to be the stuff you're going to focus okay. on, right? And my fourth is Ann Wilson of Heart. Now, you might not like Heart. Maybe they don't, they don't make the songs you like. Who doesn't like Heart? But you're not going to be able to argue with the fact that Ann Wilson could just flat out belt it. I mean, she could sing it now. 
Yeah, and I what is Heart not a rock band? Oh, they totally were. As a matter of fact, right. they were more a rock band when they started than they were when they finished. And I understand there's obviously varying degrees of what we all view as rock, but oh, dude, Heart is 100% a rock band. That's not even debatable. So if somebody's like, oh, Stansberry, shut up, shut up, take home to the shop. What are we talking about? We sing rock. Yeah, I wish I, I wish Phantom would shut up during Ann Wilson, too. We, we, we just played her on the rock month. I know, we did. But listen to that. I mean, she could just do it. And again, this is what I always say. When did Pro Tools really start to come into play? You've been Pretty much after she was done making her bones. She could really, really do it. Ann Wilson was the real deal. Now I told you. Here. Now I told you. It's called the Stansbury Show. I'm going to give you three honorable mentions. Okay. First one everybody should know. I'm giving you Paul Stanley. I know everybody wants to roll their eyes at Kiss's talent. Paul could sing now. He could sing. There's no doubt about it. Gene was the average vocalist. Paul Stanley's got the range. He's got the dude. He can sing it all. Rock tune, ballad, whatever you want. Paul can sing it. And, and you know, obviously, I'm not a Kiss fan on your level. But the one thing I will always say is, I think Kiss and or I think Paul Stanley and um, Gene Simmons complemented each other well. Very well. Paul was definitely the better singer, but but Gene was like. Gene was the one that cooler. gave you street cred. Right. Gene was like cooler and like more aggressive and gravelly, and there was there was a need for that. But Gene Paul was, the, was demon. Definitely the better singer. Paul was the guy who was trying to make panties drop. That's what made the band so great, is that you got both in one band. Made it so great. Second honorable mention. Fantone and I have disagreed on this before. But Don Henley from the Eagles, from the Eagles now. I mean, dude, Don Henley has got one of the greatest voices in music history. So good. So good. Yeah, he'll take you to the limit. He will, too. They were so good. The Eagles were so good. Now, this is the one where Fantone and I have actually gotten to a screaming match before. I knew this one was coming to ask, too. Honorable mention. And make no mistake, much like Bruce Dickinson, could sing his ass off. And I'm obviously talking about Steve Perry from Journey. Now, again, you may not like Journey, little sissy rock, whatever the hell you're like ultra man card, you know, machismo brain tells you you got to say to me right now, but Journey was a great band, and that dude could belt it out. Yeah, I've been eating pistachios, and Journey sucks, so yeah, dude, my giant penis is telling me. Um, what am I going to say, that Steve Perry's not a good singer, that he doesn't have incredible range? I hate Journey. I don't want to well, listen to him. I don't want anything to do but with him. But His voice is why, though, I thought. So, uh, like, yes, uh, yes. But I can admit when something's good, but I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, I have to be able to do that. Yeah, I do it with like, you every day. Well, I, do- <laughs> I mean, there you go. I do, I do it with you every single day. We'll pass out those Machine Head tickets. They're playing the Agora October the 22nd. We're going to put you in the building. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where the yards are lined with chalk and the homes are filled with framed photos of your head coach. Above the mantle. A place where you can wear a jersey to a job interview. Bold move. And you get that job because the boss was wearing the same jersey. Touchdown. Where the coolers are filled with Dr. Pepper. And so are the fridges, glove compartments, and pretty much any place you can think of. So much Dr. Pepper. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. Some game day cravings can't be denied. Stock up on your favorite Dr. Pepper products today at your neighborhood Giant Eagle. Hashtag official drink of fans. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Fuck 1069. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. We did our Mount Rushmore's of rock singers. And uh, Fantone picked Freddie Mercury, Mick Jagger, Paul McCartney, and Elvis Presley. I picked Robert Plant, Bruce Dickinson, Chris Cornell, and Ann Wilson. Now, I'm having this conversation with this guy on Twitter right now, Earl, who's telling me that he feels like I'm being a prisoner of the moment with Chris Cornell because he died. And his argument is that Eddie Vedder is the, is the singer from that era. And, dude, I'm sorry. Chris Cornell, it, this, there are certain things that are not arguable. The fact that Chris Cornell has more octaves in his voice than Eddie Vedder is not an arguable point. It's not. It's, it's one of those things you can study. You can, like, trained singers will tell you. Chris Cornell has the, mo- the more pure. Eddie Vedder sang like this with a pickle in his mouth. And it was every single song just like that. Like, dude, you can make fun of the way Eddie Vedder sings by doing it easily. Therefore, not a great singer. Like, not a great singer. Chris Cornell has way more of the range. And he tells me, he's like, now, Lane Staley, I agree with you on, but not Chris Cornell. Yeah, dude, you're letting your bias of bands you like come into this. Because Lane Staley isn't anywhere near the vocal that Chris Cornell was. And again, this isn't just opinion. I'm talking about pure ability to, to sing the song. Chris Cornell was the best vocalist of that movement. Um, Ranker is a website, and it's not official or anything, but essentially what they do is they kind of come up with like, yo, this is the top 50 list of whatever. He's a crappy singer. Like, he's like terrible singing. And people have the ability to vote somebody up or vote somebody down, and kind of like that gives you a picture of how people as a whole feel. Now, when it comes to this poll of the greatest rock vocalists of all time, hundreds of thousands of votes in this. Now, I mean, I know that's not, you know, hundreds of thousands of votes is worth something. Uh, coming in at number 10, Elton John. Uh, Elton could sing. He could sing, no question yeah. about it. That was one of those things I was like, well, is he a rock singer? Is he not a rock singer? In the 70s, they called him a rock singer. Um, number nine, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, which was kind of surprising to me. Mm, cool voice. I don't I don't know if Steven would make my... He's a great front man. I don't know if he would make my top 10 vocalist. Number eight, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Number seven, Steve Perry. Yeah. Number six, John Lennon. Number five, mm. Jim Morrison. Ah, we're getting a little carried away there. Number four, David Bowie. All right. Wouldn't be on mine, but I could see it. Um, and But we're getting into something there where it's like, are we talking cool voice? Are we talking we're, greatest voice? Or David, what is it? Yeah, David Bowie, I don't think was a great singer, but he had a cool thing going on. Number three was Elvis Presley. Number yeah. two, Robert Plant. Number three, or number one, Freddie Mercury. Okay. So, I, you know, it, so Chris Cornell's not on the list. Uh, he's, I think, number 11, actually. Okay, but again. Number 11, See, yeah. But again, look at people not being a prisoner of the moment. Because... If they were, Chris Cornell would be number one. I, I did a decent amount of like, okay, let me see other people's lists so I can kind of compile my own and kind of like, Make sure right. you remember people like, oh, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. Um, a, a name that I think that showed up and I, I, I was kind of a little bit like, eh, do I include this? Do I not include this? Um, and it was a uh, uh, the most recent name that I could find yesterday mm-hmm. was Chester Bennington. Oh, God. That was the most recent, like, Ugh. people were making that argument. Dude, let me just tell you. I sat... 10 feet from Chester Bennington singing acoustic in a room full of 60 listeners. He could barely get through the song. Barely. I know you're going to show me the videos of when all the lighters were out and he was on the stage and this and that. Do you have no idea what's happening at them soundboards, man? I'm just telling you. Chester Bennington, I've said this before and I don't even feel bad saying it that he's no longer with us. That kid couldn't sing a little bit. Like, I'm just telling you. I saw him, I do, I saw Lincoln Park live so many times. As a matter of fact, they opened for Metallica at the Summer Sanitarium Tour. They were not that good. Like, they just weren't that good. I don't think Chester Bennington really had it. 
I think Chester Bennington is a great studio musician. Um, there are a bunch of great... I'll give you another one. And people are going to get really mad about this. Kurt Cobain was a great studio musician. Kurt Cobain can't sing. Can't he's not a great singer. Yeah, he made some lists. I mean, on this one he's at twenty two, which yeah. I think is I think That's is a bit of a way shot. too high. Um, another dead uh, singer that I, I think it's well, it's debatable on whether it's rock or not. Prince, great singer. <sighs> I've is always it rock. Said, mm, yeah, is he a great singer? I or thought does he, so. Really, I did. I, I mean, think he more just made great songs, and that the list that I think Prince needs to be on and never is is Prince needs to be on the list of great guitar players. His guitar playing never gets talked about because he kind of like came out in that synth pop keyboard era and people kind of like lumped him in with all that. But Prince is a great guitar player. Um, Voice-wise, Bruce Springsteen, does he make it, make it for you? Again, gravelly, cool. Iconic voice. Iconic. Uh, no, he would not make mine. I enjoy Bruce a lot, but he would not make mine. Um, no. And God, I just couldn't disagree on Eddie Vedder anymore. I mean, that's all the guy ever did. I mean, dude, they made fun of him on SNL for like five years straight because they were like, dude, this guy can't sing and he's the biggest thing in music. It's tough just because you, it's, it's hard to remove your personal bias against this. And then I, I, it was, I just in this last break, I Googled like greatest vocalists of all time. And that becomes an even more muddied waters. Once you start talking about like, where do these people rank up against like true to the heart singers? It, 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 I mean, it's it's always going to be a subjective thing that none of us can ever agree on. I'm getting pushback on Paul. Paul Stanley is a vocalist. Again, I didn't have him on my Mount Rushmore, but he was an honorable mention. And they're saying, look, dude, he's a great front man, not necessarily a great vocalist. I disagree. This is where Kiss doesn't get enough credit for their music. And again, go back to the non-makeup era Kiss. Go back up to Lick It Up. Go to that album. That vocal on Lick It Up is so good. Listen to the vocal on A Million to One. So good. Like, as a matter of fact, I Was Made for Loving You. The vocal's great. Magic Touch. The vocal's great. Paul Stanley could straight belt it. Now, I didn't put him on my Mount Rushmore because I didn't want to be a homer. But arguing that Paul Stanley didn't have pipes is insane. Like, that's ludicrous and the perfect place for me to end this show right here. Machine Head, playing the Agora, October the 22nd. And caller number 20, you're going. 1-800-243-7625 on those. I want to thank everybody who took part in the show today. We had a good time with you guys. We'll be back at it live again tomorrow. However, stick around. Teresa's got many opportunities to get you hooked up with $1,000. She's going to do so shortly after 10 a.m. Podcast going to be a little late today. I have a client meeting. I'll come back to the building when I'm done. Podcast should be up around noon, 1 o'clock, somewhere right around there. Just stay patient with us, and we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day. See you. Rock 106.9.